0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Casters of the Cards podcast. My name is Dane, and I'm joined with my co-hosts, Taylor. Hello. And Austin. Hey, guys. And unfortunately, our uh, producer, Nicole, could not make it today, but she did prepare us with some notes for today's show. Um, We wanted to discuss how we each go about building a commander deck and what our staples and kind of our, our guideline for building the deck entails. Um... We all do it a little bit differently, but before we get into that, um, we're just going to talk a little bit about um, something current that's going on. Uh, Kamigawa Neo, Neon, Neon 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 Dynasty Kamagawa just yep. came out. Coming. Up. Long name. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're right. Come. I guess it hasn't, it hasn't come out. Yet. But all the cards have been revealed at this point, and um, we're basically it. we're original. all all kind of looking forward to it. Um, we just thought we'd, before we get into, um, how we build our decks, we just kind of talk about, uh, how we're feeling about
1: Kamigawa. Austin, what are you thinking? Uh, so far I'm actually really liking it. The thing I can pick up on the most is, uh, I kind of guessed around that there were going to be Phyrexians in it. I'm really happy that they are. Um, I've listened to most of the story beats and some of the book stuff and just... Kind of tried to catch up as much as I can, but the,
0: the gist of it that I understand is that the the Phyrexian oils turning them into cyborgs, and then the spirits are mad.
1: Uh, kind of here and there. I think the main thing is, uh, it's this. It's more about kind of the power struggle between the Phyrexians changing Kamigawa and the spirits trying to keep it ch- the same. And mm. we're following a new young uh, Kamigawan uh, planeswalker. He's trying to figure out. Uh, he he. I think, if I remember correctly, someone close to him was killed or kidnapped by a man with a metal arm. And oh, man with all, a metal arm. I think of few. one immediately. Yeah, and it, no, it's <laughs> and it's him. It's Tezzeret. And the, he, is,
0: do they say the words "man with a metal arm." They do because I really like them. <laughs> they
1: do. They say "man with a metal arm." Because ah, who could it be? It, it's Tezera. <laughs> and uh, they find out later that uh, Jin Gataxis is working with Tezera and and we're not. I don't know if it's been completely revealed. I still need to go through everything again, but still not sure if Tezera is uh, by choice helping. Uh, but we we do see Tammy. My vote.
0: I I think it'd be much more interesting instead of another relationship with the villains where it's stronger villain controls weaker villain. I think it'd be much more interesting She's if just helping. Tezzeret was just into I, in, helping him out. as like an evil gun broker type I'll, thing. I'll look it up um, after okay. this.
1: I'll look it up after this, but I believe Tezzeret's origins is that he's from one of the shards of Alara, which is, uh, he's from not, uh, he's from Esper, which is the artifact one, the artificer one. So that's why he's all into artifacts. It's kind of where Nicol Bolas picked him up, if I believe. I think that's where his first Planeswalker card was. Yeah, or his first so. just flip card or something.
2: Yeah. Like him kind of being first.
1: Yeah, it, and I it, I, it, I, I it think used. it would be a lot. I was really hoping he's just helping the Firaxians rather than being under their control. But uh, I do have something that kind of, I, like I said, I, I need to double check, but I haven't seen for sure. But something that kind of disproves that is Tamiyo. Is converted, so we now know the Phyrexian oil works on planeswalkers. And Tamiyo is she had been corrupted by the Phyrexians. I don't know exactly when it happens, I'm not to that part of the story, but we definitely get that because it's trying to follow kind of how Kaldheim followed uh, Kea around Rakaya. Um, it's following this young planeswalker and his experiences, and then it starts following Tamiyo because he runs into her. And I think later she gets caught and turned into Phyrexian Planeswalker. And her new Planeswalker card, it's got some hybrid, hybrid Phyrexian mana on there. And it's got a new ability called Completed that talks about the uh, how you use that. So, good stuff. I'm really liking the story. I'm glad that there's another Praetor in there. It makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, What are you liking about it, Taylor? Uh, I, I like
1: the...
2: Uh... Kind of what you said, kind of the uh, the mesh there of like old and new, put together, and the fact of like I wasn't I wasn't playing Magic when Kamigawa first came out, so now we like, actually get to experience it with like a little bit of a new.
1: Oh yeah, because I think to it. it came out in, like two thousand. Four, and then we yeah. started playing like 2013, so it's Gaul is like an old. Well, and uh, and, he, and I
0: know you started in 2013. Oh well, yeah. St- I mean, I I don't I don't know how serious you were, Taylor, but I kind of think we started closer to like 2017. Yeah
2: I, mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, 2013 we like got a couple of decks, but like, we weren't into it like we are until like 2017.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, we're yeah, we're definitely more in it now. And my point being is, is
0: you know that's what. Almost twenty years, or or I guess from twenty seventeen. That's still like over fifteen years, uh um, or no? I want to math, math is hard. My point is, it's a long time, <laughs> yeah. a long time since yeah. the old samurais and all that. And I think you're excited to see the samurais come back, Taylor.
2: Yeah, it's it, it is an in, uh, interesting to see uh, both, you know, uh, samurais and you know cyborgs alike. Kind of just that 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 whole set. Uh, what about you, Dane? What do you like about it? That's it. You just samurais. There's nothing else do you like the art style or anything? Cool. The art styles are pretty nice. I I, I will admit that it is really nice. Um I, I am What's big... nice? Like the you,
0: let, let let everybody know at home that uh Taylor did in fact, despite all the bugs, play through Cyberpunk. I, I have And I'm feeling it. this is this is real Cyberpunky. It and is. And Taylor, Taylor likes that
2: style. Taylor, Taylor likes those kinds of games, right I, there. I, I, I do like cyberpunky. I do like, you know, the kind of the the, the cyborg aspect of it the the, the technology kind of meets the old ways well, you now what what what's gonna win type of thing mm-hmm. I, I do like that what what about you Dan I
0: I also am a fan of the samurais uh, unfortunately there's no strong from what I'm seeing no strong samurai tribal aspect just uh, the samurais existing in their own steadfast way um, because I was kind of hoping for a samurai tribal commander, but I don't think we're gonna get that this
1: time. However, uh, Kamagawa Neon Dynasty 2. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> but um, but I there, I, I am uh, very much liking um the cyborg aspect, and I I I think the uh, new living weapons are just the the creatures, creature cyborgs who can uh, reconfigure. I really like that aesthetic of like the the little spider who is uh, uh, armband band, uh, but also turns into a spider. It's like very, uh, you know, futuristic. Like um, oh, all I can think of is spy kids. I don't know why I'm thinking of spy kids. Oh my
1: god, with spy kids.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking like like those <laughs> those little gadgets or like uh, something like Iron Man would have, like the nanites. Where it's just like very slick, you know. Like, I like the idea of the equipment just becoming something else. Um,
2: well, no, I do want to mention, I'm um, I don't let me see. Are you are you like getting into the, the lure? Are you liking the vehicles, Dan? They are kind of making they are they are pushing vehicles. the
0: vehicles. Um, and I think it's I think it's neat that we're finally getting heavy mechs. And I think, despite what some people might think, if you look back into like the the brothers like Wars, um, uh, like Urza Saga stuff actually was mechs, just not as, there weren't vehicles, but there were a lot of mechs and suits and stuff like that depicted in the artwork. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see it mechanically come back and actually, you know, be a pretty big focus. Obviously the Commander decks are focused around the vehicles, uh, or at least the the one is, around the, the mech suit. Um... The uh, Aeon engine, or I think this thing—that's what it's called, or something like that. I, I think so. I um,
2: Lines to that, and
0: yeah, no, that's neat. Uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of the the math behind engineering a good uh, vehicle deck because you really have to find that fine line between creatures who crew and uh, vehicles to crew. And for me, that's a, a lot of headache. I already have a hard enough time with a mana base. Um, <laughs> and uh, speaking of, of deck building and mana bases, let's right just. I,
1: right after I predict the, the very obvious secret layer to come, which is the five old Kamigawa dragons, because only two of them are worth over $10. All the other ones are like 30 cents. They weren't reprinted in anything recently. Right, and and they do love to... They
0: they love to pull these old cards into the new style, and I can very well Mm -hmm. see some of those old dragons in this art style. Because I think... Even though most of those dragons aren't very interesting.
1: (laughs) Mechanically. (laughs) The black one's the 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 best one, because when he dies... The Falling Star? The Evening Star. The Evening Star. star. So the Falling Star deals five damage to all creatures... It deals a certain amount of damage to all creatures without flying. Um... The Evening Star is five five for it's a six four two black legendary creature dragon spirit flying five five. He's a really good reanimation target and he's just a good black value card. He's one of those life gain, life drain cards. Gotcha. If he die, if he's put into a graveyard from play, everyone loses five life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. So he's literally just a fifteen drain, which is pretty decent. You know, I mean, it's definitely to me that sounds like a good revival target. Mm-hmm.
0: And then at the very least, I know people really like collecting the the various art styles now. Yeah. Oh um, well, yeah.
1: He's twenty two dollars, and I don't think any of the other ones are worth anything at all. Yeah. So it'll be a forty dollar secret layer, and you'll make no money off of it. Then. Well, <laughs> you've heard it <laughs> here for, you, you've
0: heard it here first. So <laughs> back to my segue that was interrupted <laughs> um,
1: with an accurate prediction.
0: Yes, 100%. You heard it here first. Going to get A realistically all the disappointing old, re- all, all, all prediction. The old <laughs> Kamigawa dragons reprinted as uh, better looking yet poorly functioning Kamigawa dragons. Um, awesome. Alright, so we like to build decks. We all got different ways of doing it. You got your ways of brewing. We got our ways of brewing. And what is everybody's favorite thing to do other than deck building is to talk about deck building.
1: Yeah, like we're <laughs> professionals or something. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, I've built at least 20 decks, and at least two of them are good. So I think that <laughs> qualifies me to be an expert on the subject.
1: We're we're definitely not... We all understand what CD, CEDH is, and we've dabbled with it, but we're all also looking for a fun time playing. But we're also not the type of commander players that are wanting to sit down and play the most dirtly little storybook-a-deck kind of thing in the world. Like, we are all very much on the focused game plan for most of our decks, I feel like.
0: Taylor, what does focus mean when we're talking yeah. about deck
1: building?
2: Uh, focus is just, it's it's, uh, it's optimized. It's having a strategy in mind. It's not just throwing random cards together and hoping they, hoping they work.
1: Yeah, like i like i i have a dra- i had a dragons deck at one point and it was just mono red dragons and i sh- i still streamlined it and i still focused it mm-hmm. i didn't just end up putting like red cards in that were like just fun it oh, was yeah. like if this isn't letting me do a strategy i'm not just putting it in like uh, i think we're all way too focused on trying to play the game and i don't really think we get to feel like we played the game if our deck is all over the place. Right, right. No. Something like a precon to me is like a you know, it precons are kinda of designed. There's two different commanders that might function pretty differently in the same colors. There's half and half and it's kind of like Right. A, a, a precons kind it. of like, yeah,
0: here here's some ideas, but mm-hmm. it's not designed around any of those ideas typically. Anyways, very well. Every once in a while, you'll get a standout that just works real, real and well. And then shoots up
1: on price, but...
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> or, like or... Ed- Edgar Markov, who says play vampires, <laughs> okay. and then make more vampires, and then those vampires make vampires, and, and then make... more vampires. Wow! And it I works. think that's where they do it
1: wrong. <laughs> I think that's where they do it wrong, is they take something that you can't normally do until they make that commander deck, and then that's the only way you can do it. And even though that precon might not only be doing that thing... Then it's just the best way to do it. Now you need to buy it, and then you you buy it. You get half of what you need to do the thing you want, and then you just take the other half. Right. Like, like I don't yeah.
0: think uh, like going back to those precons uh, from Kamigawa. I don't think that new vehicle precon is better. I think it's better designed. Is what I'm saying. I don't think it it takes away anything from like that that dwarf uh, that also cruise and um, the the boros the, the, Bor- the boros dwarf yeah. pilot. Um, who cares about dwarves and, and uh, vehicles? And I don't think that that overshadows that in any way. Uh, because I think I think they're, the even the pre-cons are beginning to become more focused. To uh, call
1: a pilot exemplar... Yeah, a new exemplar. You control, it's, so it's a lord for dwarves and then for vehicles, as long as they're creatures. And then, yeah, it has a tap, pay X, and then you get to bring all dwarves and vehicles in. So it... <laughs> That one even is a dwarf vehicle tribal. So,
0: yeah, and and, and I guess what I'm saying is, is is it's nice to see these new precons being focused enough that you could still have other commanders that do the same thing. Because yeah. I think they're mm-hmm. they're they're even they're learning well, that nobody wants a super dirtly deck like a lot of like if you look when we started the 2018 precons, or um, well I think even or I think a better example would I be think. Mm-hmm. or 2017. Uh, yeah, when was um. All the what, what's the beast uh, plane called? When the triumphs came out, Icoria. Icoria. I think those Icoria decks are a good example of. Um, like tipping most point. of them were real dirtly. They, really they were. They started to be a little more focused, well,
1: and at the same time, I think that was their tipping point where they were like, "We're gonna make the decks a little more dirtly because it's about big creature tribal." But then that's also the point where they're like. Here are all the free spells. Yeah. And it was like, uh... Well, that was to really sell the pick... deck, because otherwise yeah. you wouldn't want
0: their dirty deck. And well, I think they've started to, to get better about it with these uh, set-specific decks. I think um, we're starting to see that, that focus come back. Yeah. And um, that takes us to our next point. If we're uh, With these focus decks, yeah. uh, what's the first step in building your deck? And, and if you're, you're going to build a focus
1: deck, you gotta have a commander. Sleeves. You gotta have card sleeves. Right, they all gotta be the same color, including the commander. Double sleeved Do you inter sleeve them? Um, there used to be a video about that. But none see. of this really. Uh, n- there used to be a video. But about none of this how matters. How to sleeve your cards? You but I talk. think that video got taken down for inappropriate <laughs> reasons. But none of this matters until you pick a commander. Exactly, and a commander you have to pick. It so it has to be um, Okay. <laughs> Well, we can talk about picking a Commander because that. what does that mean? It does. What does that mean? What does it mean to pick a Commander? Does it mean you have to pick... Do you have to pick a Commander and then that's the only way you can build your deck? Or does your deck have different Commanders what, that could go into it?
0: Let's put it... Uh, my philosophy, and I think we agree to this to some extent, is when building a Focused deck, mm-hmm. um, nothing in Commander is more certain mm-hmm. out of your 99 cards than your commander other than not getting
1: the cards you want right <laughs> well exactly because, because you're certain to not get the format. cards you want therefore
0: yeah. if you're going to make a focus deck i i posit that you need to utilize your commander yeah well, uh, because because you're wasting your, your most valuable resource your commander is always going to be there and consistently well, every game,
1: depending on what kind. Of and decks you could certainly, playing, you I could, agree. You could certainly
0: yeah. design your deck to work without your commander. But I yeah. think uh, the uh, it's like the thesis for your deck. What what should yeah. your deck want to do? If you looked uh, at Crinko, I and don't think well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 you know, Crinko, um, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you look at Crinko and immediately you're like oh yeah you make goblins and then more goblins so it's what does so duck. the thesis of the <laughs> the kranko deck is not in fact dragons no it's, it's goblins <laughs> um and so I, I think that's a good way to put it well no, um something else your like... like your thesis for your deck exactly
1: mm-hmm. and something else i'd like to point out here too is like sometimes it's obvious like yeah kranko wants to make goblins yeah don't put like dragons in but at the same time it's like that's another part about a deck being focused is what goblins are you putting in are you only just like do you just find the first 30 goblins out of the million that there are and that you see and then you're happy no Already it's like you focused, have to yeah. find the ones that complement Krinko. you know they're Krinko makes a lot of tokens mm-hmm. so you're probably gonna want and he makes them based on the number of goblins you have so what we talk about when we think about focus is not a goblin that's like uh it's just a you know it's just a big goblin is a one-one goblin or or, is a goblin with mountain walk like that great no no
0: No. or or is a goblin uh like like we see all these new sets coming out and a goblin that enters enters the dungeon is like is entering the dungeon really helping you at all
1: no and that's the thing is it's like sometimes there's like a you know if there were but and this would be a different example it's good enough when it's introducing something like a Monarch. If there were a goblin that introduced Monarch, I'd take that all day. But entering the dungeon and then being yeah, so that, specific on that yeah, and, and, and that then and then you nothing not else in your goblin
0: deck's gonna care about that no, and yeah, so you exactly. might you surely there's something more focused
1: exactly mm-hmm. so and Taylor I mean you can speak since Taylor does have a Crinko duck and he can speak the best about it for you know it would you consider Crinko the most focused commander for what you're doing with your goblins. Yeah, I would. I mean, honestly, there's another
2: Krinko that you could, but I I think that that is really good because that And Kringo, this is the tap
1: make double the... Yeah, yeah Krinko Mombos. Yes. Yeah, yeah because yeah. he's not... The OG. He's not
2: detriment... He's not... If he's gone, he's not detrimental. He's not like, if he's gone, my whole deck falls apart. But no, he you, you still make tons it. of creatures without is, him. Yeah, he strengthens, strengthens the goblin deck really well, which yes. is really nice. and Yeah. I mean, they, I think he is the best, the best commander for for a goblin centric no. deck. But I didn't just throw like you know any goblin in. I threw goblins that cared no. about other goblins beyond the field lords, uh, searching goblins, stuff like that. Well, in, I mean, Oh, well, oh, I don't know where you're going, Austin.
1: Well, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, you can take decks in so many different directions nowadays. Oh, yeah. so you could, you honestly, like, you could literally make a Rakdos goblin deck, and your commander could be Morph on the Boundless, and it's like how streamlined focus is this going (laughs) to be though? And it's like, you should just stick to the cards that do what they're doing best. And 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 that's what we like to stick to. And I
0: was going to bounce off of that. Cranko is, I mean, I know uh, there's, there's a few other choices for the goblin commander, uh, but uh, Cranko's the mob boss is a pretty clear winner. However, you can go into other strategies other than goblin tribal, like something like counters matter. And, um, one of the choices we have here Austin's got a Hepatra deck uh, and it's very much a counters matters deck right. and it's mm-hmm. definitely not the only commander that could do such a thing first mm-hmm. you think of maybe Atraxa well, but uh, yeah. but what is a, but Hepatria's doing something very specific so, mm-hmm.
1: so specifically Hepatra Vizier of Poisons it's from Ommenkat it's a one in a, it's one green one black so Gilgari and her ability is Whenever you put negative one, negative one counters on a creature, or a, a, when you put counters down, it, uh, they usually have to be on a creature. When you put them down, you make snakes. 1-1 one, one snakes with Death Touch. So the direction I've went with that deck is not necessarily I'm making a bunch of snakes, but it's kind of a, a side benefit because it's like I'm just playing mm-hmm. the best make counter cards Negative one, negative one counters, mm-hmm. cards in the deck, and it's like, and your I commander, don't settling... and, and your
0: commander benefits you. In yeah, or... one, I'm
1: not settling for like because I make snakes, my deck is still focused. I'm not settling for cards that are like the snake lords or mm-hmm. creature mm-hmm. lords, like the metallic mimics and things. I'm not, I'm not a fan of Hepatra makes snakes, so I'm gonna make the snakes stronger. I'm a fan of Hepatra makes negative one, negative one counters. I'm gonna do that really well, and it'll mm-hmm. give me snakes as a reward. Yeah, and, it, and there's another way that you can take. Uh, and you
0: could take it in the snake tribal if you wanted. I could. But there's uh, a,
1: there are f- a, quite a few lord cards that are just generic enough. But then there's also quite a few snake lords from mm-hmm. Kamigawa, the old Kamagawa. But but you focused it real hard into that one strategy, and, and, and yeah, it works
0: yeah. really good as being a tailor here. Oh seen. yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, one, and that's the thing is it's like. Uh, uh, at the time, I was looking at, like, so it's a, it's something else entirely to look at your colors, but Gilgari. Uh, so what? sometimes you pick your commander based on your strategy, but sometimes you have to pick your strategy based on your colors and then pick a commander. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really wanted to Gilgari duck, and I was looking at what they had as options, and I found Hypatra, and I was like, yeah, counters, duck matters, sounds fun. And then I kind of looked at Slimefoot, the stowaway, He's also a kind of tokens and kind of Gilgari duck. Mm-hmm. His ability is you can get rid of... He makes saplings and you can get rid of them. Or when they die, everyone drains life. So you they all lose life and you gain life. Mm-hmm. But, it's, mm-hmm. but when I looked into it, I found out there's two different ways you can take them. You can take it down a less focused and a more dirtly creatures-go-wide sapling strategy. Or you can just do a green-black combo deck where you make as many saplings on one turn as you can and drain everybody's life. And there's like five or six cards that you get that just, you play him, you play those, and then everyone loses all their life and you win the game. And to me, the thing that's more consistent is the thing that is more focused. So I would definitely have taken the combo strategy deck. Mm-hmm. But you could mm-hmm. definitely take it in a different direction.
0: Mm-hmm. And we had we had a few other examples here. Like I have a uh, Myella the the Anima deck, uh, where... Uh, She's uh, Naya colors, and then you you pay three and, and Naya, and uh, you get to look at the top five cards of your deck, and uh, put one of those five onto the battlefield if it's a creature with five power greater. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Which you've definitely like, you've been lines. developing this deck recently, and you you learned. We talked about it. You had some creatures that were just you, you even you, the most recent thing I know you did to your deck was. I don't like these creatures just because they're 5 power of toughness. I like these mm-hmm. creatures because they do something and they're 5 power of toughness. Right. So you cuz I cuz I focused pre-seller.
0: even further. Not only is the yeah. deck caring about creatures that are 5 power or greater, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also all those creatures serve a purpose. Primarily for combat. Yeah. Either they have trample, or they have haste, or they give trample or haste, or vigilance. Or they clog or, up the or, battlefield. Or they're, or they're lording in some way, or yeah. they're making tokens, but every single one cares about uh, combat in some way. I don't have uh, any value, because I, I looked at them, I don't have any value uh, creatures in there, per se. Um, I've got a 6-6 with trample that... Can draw cards when you yeah. play a creature. Well, I saw but you were putting. Primarily, Ma- it's a 6 6 with trample. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> I saw you were putting Dawn Glade. Uh, not Dawn Glade Regent. Dawn Glade Protector. Th- no, it is Regent. No, is it is. Regent? It's Glade yeah, Regent. It's, it's a, so it's an 8 8 Beast. Uh, forgive my. I, I could look the card up, but loosely, when you play it, you become the monarch. As long as you're the monarch, your cards have hexproof other than it. Your permanence, yeah. Your permanence, yeah. Um,
0: no, and, and see, I, I use cards like that because yeah. um, well, in, a good card in the use. interest of focusing, nice. I could have used um, I mean, some other other draw cards. Like, um, oh,
1: help me out with draw cards. Uh, uh, stomping, not stomping. Grounds. Yeah, stomping, not stomping. Uh, that's that's um, the, the land. Um, okay. But the, the green Gurg's, enchantment... Gurg's that... pack leader. Gurg's pack oh, yeah. leader is anytime. Well, I am crea- running a pack leader. Okay, well... Because I mean, that gives can... trample, and so that supports my Vast creatures. Vastwood Elemental. That's when a creature ETBs, you draw a card. But it's only when you... Yeah, That's see, you I'm, cast, not cast cast a I'm, not, I'm
0: not using that. Uh, I'm not using Whispering Druid. Yeah. Is, is that the one? Mm-hmm. That when a creature ETBs... Or when you cast a creature, you draw a card. I'm not using that. Um, Maybe. I think so. And there's quite a few green creatures that are when E, T, B, draw a card. Or
1: enchantments.
0: Or enchantments, and yeah. I'm, I'm not running any of those. One with nature mm-hmm. is one. Um, because I could run one of those, or I could run a creature that has, like, like the Dongle Glade uh, Regent, Regent. Yeah. is an 8-8, mm-hmm. Eight, eight. Mm-hmm. so he fits the, the power matters. But he's also taking up a card draw slot, because mm-hmm. when I get to that point and I finally put him on the field, one I'm at, drawing
1: a card off of him at the end of the turn, hopefully one, more Like we eight. talked about with the Goblins, for that deck, since it's... What's your well, and that's the thing is, it's like your thesis. What's Mm -hmm. your commander? Your commander is a commander that gets Mm -hmm. big creatures out, it has colors that facilitate you ramping mana and you kind of controlling the battle. So, you're doing it right. You're, Mm -hmm. You're using your commander, you're using the colors that your commander is put in, you're using the idea of your commander. It's all focused towards the same direction. And also, the big thing is, what are your win cons? Well, How do you let's, play the deck?
0: And let's play off of that. Um, moving on to our next uh, subject being the game plan and the strategy. Yeah. Um, And we kind of talked about that with our examples there. Um, you know, your basic strategies, you go combos, you go You go uh, for a Voltron strategy with commander damage, or you go big teamy creatures, um, yeah. like I kind of just described with my my L. Um, you know, Storm, Mill... Who put Mill on here? Taylor Mill's not a commander strategy. It is nobody mills There's there's a there few the Mill commanders,
1: so that's unfortunately it's strategy. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not a good strategy. Oh, no, no, really. no, no. It's a
2: good it's strategy. strategy. We'll see here in a couple of
1: Surprisingly, months. I would argue that it is a focused... <laughs> it is focused. See, it it's is. just not it very is. effective. So, it's... Ah, so, but if we'll, your, com- we'll if your commander, commander is, is... It doesn't it? feel effective. If,
0: if your commander is your thesis statement for your deck, then then what's the strategy?
1: <laughs> for Mill, the, there are the two commanders. So, there's Phalix, which is you, you reanimate or you cheat out big creatures and he gives all of your creatures the ability to tap and then mill for how strong they are there's also the blue jumpstart uh, commander and he's just a pure mill duck
2: mm-hmm. and
1: there are enough cards in there yeah that can, exact. yeah and there's just enough cards in there where you're just able to mill mm-hmm. uh the the petitioner deck
0: I know no but I I want to I want to clarify because if, if the commander is your your the you know thesis. your thesis is your your main idea your main idea for your deck well and that it, What's, it plays what, on
1: your main idea for a mill deck would be mill, and your commander would facilitate that either by making the mill more effective but can or we, making the mill easier. I yeah. guess
0: I, I'm challenging. Can we extrapolate on the strategy? Make, make can the strategy be more focused than mill? I, how how are you gonna? Uh, I don't think so. Well, maybe mill's not a good example, but like if we go back to um, like a, uh, one that I thought of would be something like a Traxa. Mm-hmm. Traxa is clearly uh, the four-four a... angel that proliferates uh, on your instep, I believe. Yeah, and um, obviously that cares so about like counters. A, a, in but, any way shape, but, or form. but that is not a strategy.
1: It's it's its own encapsulated strategy because no, like but, said, but, that's, but but are, but caring about
0: counters it's... itself isn't a strategy because there's no, so many different no, kinds not, of counters. Not a Traxa, but back right. right to the
1: mill thing. It's the mill is its own bubble. And it can only be as good as the cards that are put in Right. Right. Exactly.
0: No. And then I acknowledge it. And so yeah. That's why I'm saying let's let's broaden it out a bit. Or like my okay, let's go well, back to my, the
1: example of my deck there, my. Well, then mill would just be the, the the most I'd have to say about it is it would have to be a control. It's always in blue and black, and or it's it's most prevalent it's, in blue and black, yeah. and those are the best control colors. I, other I, I, than I, maybe blue, black, and white. I think
0: you're missing what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is, well, maybe not about mill. We move on from mill. If Traxa is the theme, Mm -hmm. then what's
1: the strategy? Well, that's the thing is with Mill, you're just kind of stuck in Mill. Again, tracks is not mil. a Mill. tracks no, is not no, Mill. A is canals. That's why I'm using Atraxa. We're all acknowledging we're moving away from Mill. We're you. moving on yeah, Mill. Yeah. We're, right. we're, mil. no we're, mil. we're, we're done mil. with Mill. We're done with Mill. Let's talk about Mill. We're done with Mill. You already said Mill. Taylor just decided he's not building a Mill, though. That was not. Nope. Anyways, so I get exactly what you're talking about. So the theme of your deck, some commanders aren't clear. Krenko is a little more. C- 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 clear. fact: so straight- straight- the mill deck, straight- is out. clear. Yeah. Cranko is clear. Exactly. Yeah. But
0: with a, a commander like Atraxa, it's a little less clear.
1: So, what do you do? And that's what you kind of go into is you kind of think about what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Well, because Atraxa facilitates counters of all kinds and shapes and sizes in almost every color other than red, which is. I think every color other than red makes counters mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Then, then, mm-hmm.
0: then you can go a couple of obvi- your obvious paths are uh, plus proliferating, one plus, plus, one plus one, plus one mm-hmm. counters mm-hmm. on your creatures, mm-hmm. going white. Loyalty, loyalty, count- well, loyalty, well, yeah, lo- loyalty counters. Loyalty counters, those are your obvious ones. Those are the obvious But ones. you can really drill down mm-hmm. and find some mm-hmm. interesting ways to take it. We've like talked about we talked, sagas. we were talking about previously sagas,
1: and so how then we know that? we know Mitch has done this duck <laughs> yeah. on the commander's quarters, mm-hmm. but we we just because he does it did it doesn't mean we can't also talk about it. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> it he, I don't think Mitch looked at sagas and was the only person in the world that said, "Oh, Attractive will increase the sagas." Mm-hmm. So like obviously like yeah, sagas is an interesting way to take it because we kind of talked about what is a saga. What kind of card is it? Because they're not all made to work together. So how do you define it as a focus? And we mm-hmm. said, we talked about sagas give you value over time. No matter what it is, it, somehow it gives you something over time. And with Atraxa, you get it sooner. Mm-hmm. So the focus of the deck is value. It's value, it's value yeah. faster. Mm-hmm. So you you know it might not be visually streamlined as like. Well, my creatures constantly get bigger, and I constantly make bigger creatures. I mean, all of the, mm-hmm. all of the sagas are drastically different. All the sagas very different things. Different things. Oh, all yeah.
0: Some of them different. care about counters, some of them make tokens, some of them put things mm-hmm. in your graveyard. Some care or about creatures on the field. Let you play put things, creatures on the tap things, mm-hmm. it's all over the place. Right. But, if everything mm-hmm. you're doing gets you value, and the mm-hmm. idea is that value is supposed to be spread across multiple turns, and you're getting it quicker. Yeah. That that's facilitating a value that you're getting. Exactly. And and that's maybe not the best strategy, but it is... Uh, it's, it's the focus. It's it a focus, is little It's your focus strategy. Yeah. You, and you um, have to...
2: And it's one of those, it's not a win strategy. It's not something... No, you're, gonna, you're, you're not gonna win you're not because, gonna because you're win. playing sagas, but you're no. gonna get stuff off of it. No. And
1: one, well, that's the thing, is it's like, is there a saga at any point in a game? Like... Under the right conditions, there is probably a saga that is a win condition. Yeah. If but, uh, the Nicol Bolas one that brings back all of the creatures from all graveyards, that's a really yeah. good saga. Okay. Well, well, that's the thing is it's like in a game with no creatures, it's not a gu- it's not it, a guaranteed it, it's win. It's not even a win. And it, 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 it's, it's situational win-ness.
2: It's situational winness. It's not a set you're gonna
0: win no.
1: off of creature damage. But that and but, that's But what
0: that's we, our next point though. Is is our next uh, point
1: is if you.
0: If there's no defined win, then, then what's the goal of the deck? Yeah. So in that deck, the goal would be the value, mm-hmm. and
1: you, not, you're not able to say it. You're yeah. able to say this is what my deck wants to do. Right. You're able to summarize what your deck is. Doing. And in a lot right. of like, in, in a, a lot words. of
0: senses, the the like we'll go back to our example of the Crinkle Goblin deck. Mm-hmm. The goal is to make a bunch of goblins, one way or another. One way right. or another, hmm. and with or without attempts to win with combat.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's it, it, it's combat damage it overwhelm your opponents exactly, and, the- and
0: and you do have a win con in there, and I guess we're saying your 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 strategy could be group hugged, and that's typically not a way to win the game. No, but I mean, like that is still a strategy, and you can still have a very focused deck to do that. Like the
1: hippo group. If if you're yeah. if you're giving people a hundred uh, hippos every single turn, mm-hmm. that's a strategy. Or life, or creatures. Like if if you're giving someone something they want and that's your group hug, then it, that's the it, yeah. that's the focus. And, that, and to say on this, the main point was most of the time when we talk to newer players or when we go look at videos, because we all consume a lot of magic content, and a lot of the magic content out there says when you're starting a commander deck and you're wanting to kind of ramp up moving out of a pre-con stage into my own deck that works, and I feel like it works. And, like, other people are going to say, oh, wow, your deck works. A lot of people say, get the thesis of your deck down, and then talk about what are your win-cons. And that's what we had... We talked about this just a little prior to the podcast, and we talked inherently, whether it's good or not, every single commander basically facilitates two win-cons, or three win-cons, technically, just playing the game of Magic, you technically have a mill win con. You're obviously not focused on it. You're Mm -hmm. obviously not going to get it very often or ever. And technically, you all have a commander damage win con. Mm -hmm. It's in the game. It's a win condition. There are decks that go only for that, and they're obviously better. But you do technically have it. It's in the game. You technically have, in most of the decks... Just a life win con, where if your opponents lose all their life, they lose the game. Maybe not every deck is making 100 dragons that are going to kill someone in a turn. Or or,
0: or um, creating an aristocrat engine to ping yeah, everybody out. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But that's, that's the point, is you don't have to have a I win the game to play Commander or to play Magic. You should have a focus for your deck and if the Mm -hmm. focus for your deck is something like atraxa sagas value off sagas quicker Mm -hmm. i'm i guaranteeing you you're not not thinking about putting a few planeswalkers in that deck as well there it would be detrimental to not put like five planeswalkers in there and Mm -hmm. then like as many sagas as you can but is it a is it a super friends deck no super friends your win con is i use this commander's or this planeswalker's ability i win the game. You know, no one can do anything. I win the game. But that's the thing is it's like that's not what the saga's deck with the tracks does, but also you shouldn't be put down for making a deck like that. But I, the the sentence we put down is are you just having fun? You should still make a game focused deck to make the game smoother to other players sometimes Jank isn't always the best way for everyone to play. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about Jank, we talk about it in its truest form, and I think the oldest and most reputable one is Sitting in Chairs Tribal. I think that's probably the most widespread one for some reason, but there are plenty of commanders out there where it's just Kenrith, and then the whole deck is just if the creature or the card is someone showing someone sitting in a chair, that's their deck. Yep. And unfortunately, that is the. Tr- I think that's the truest form of jank, because even if the cards are good, sitting in their cherished tribal and they really stretch it, that's not necessarily a way to play Magic. It's not something that they've it's, introduced. It's not no, the not best. it'd be it's very. Not ha- ha- it, you'd be
0: it. very hard pressed to find yeah. any kind of focus in or, the strategy.
1: Uh, yeah. And another one, another big one, artist. A lot Hello, of people artists, a lot yeah. of people love to make artist commander decks because they love the artists, and it's like, I commend you for that. I you know, there are a lot of magic artists that I love. I have magic art in my apartment. But at the same time, it's like that's not the best way to sit down and play commander for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not the best way for someone that's trying to move out of a pre-con strategy. Well, you hmm. might be trying to tell a story of your deck, you might be trying to be unique. Go for it. Do whatever you want. It's commander. It's it is a casual format. But like we talked about, we're we're more focused, and we just mm-hmm. we and how we build our ducks. Those are usually things we're never thinking about. I'm never really thinking. You know, I'm not tossing and turning at night thinking about why I can't win with my sitting and cherished <laughs> tribal or my artist duck. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think an example of this is the commander's quarters. Uh, Game nights where they did, mm-hmm. uh, it was the Christmas one, where they did it based off of uh, the bling factor. It, like bling, and then there was also the, um, like based off a song, like uh, yes. Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah, like, if you could tell. I mean, they did it all right, but they were, if you compare that with one it's of their other videos. It's
1: entertaining, it's,
2: except, it's fun.
0: Except for the fact that as soon as you <clears throat> realize Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer focused on reindeer tribal, not a lot of that, not a lot of elks and reindeer esque creatures of magic. Right. Very janky. Very if, And then you look over at the. Uh, the Gruel. The girl. Uh, no. Lady Danger it, played it, Gruel. No, it was the. Uh, uh, Grandma got Rocks. Rocks. Jingle oh, Bell, J- Bell Rocks. Oh, yeah. Cared about mana rocks. Clearly, the mana value <laughs> was going to win out yeah. the gate. And, One, and, it's... and it, it it's just a difference
1: between a focus deck, which that was, mm-hmm. versus Jake. Well, and then there, there's a little bit of a magic. I wouldn't say a magic lingo, but there's a little bit of a. It's a floating magic term where. The player that spends the most mana usually wins the game. And statistically, that actually turns out to be true more often than not. And, yeah, obviously a deck where you're just generating oh, as much mana as you want. And that's the, you know... It, of, of course, the grandma got ran over by a reindeer crew is not going <laughs> to yeah. function as well.
0: Attempting to use grandma's and to crew <laughs> versus the person who has all the mana rocks. And then um, it's just, yeah, and I had if I had to pick a winner there. <laughs> yeah, so de-
1: so definitely you know, we're you know we're moving on. We'll move on from our that was our game plan slash strategy. Mm-hmm. Why you choose what kind of strategy when you pick a commander, and you know sometimes you picking your commander, it is you picking your strategy. there's it is. not you. You know, are you going to take Cranko into like a aristocrats style? Well, No, you kind of yeah. can, but like you don't have access to black and you don't access have access mm-hmm. to white, so it's like it's it's not it's, it's not, not as focused as, it's not as focused as it could be with no. a different commander. No, exactly. Or like you know, you just you sometimes you pick your commander and it picks it for you, and mm-hmm. sometimes you pick a commander that you have to pair with a good strategy, right? Like Atraxa. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, no one's saying you can't do energy counters or Traxa. You're only going to get an, one extra energy a turn, but there's no one saying that you don't have access to almost every yeah. single energy And no one's saying
0: card. we haven't thought for uh, months on how to properly do it and haven't
1: taken the time to build a deck list. No, no one's one saying is, that. No one's saying we haven't tried. True. No one's saying that is the deck that I toss and turn in my sleep about trying <laughs> no one, to make good. No one's good. saying that. No.
0: And we're also not saying that we don't have some tips and some ideas about... What else to put in your deck now that you've had a strategy and a commander? Yeah, well, let's just kind of go over the basics of building a deck. Uh, the most basic being your mana base. Yep. Taylor, where do you start? What's the first thing you do when you're making we're, mana base?
1: We're not just where do you start, Taylor. Yeah. Where does casters of the cards start? <laughs> Us uniquely. You know, we're... We've went and watched other people. We've made our own decks. This mm -hmm. is our time to tell you what we think.
0: Our unique, one-of-a-kind, completely original,
2: and not anything like any other
0: deck you've seen. Copyrightly.
2: What do do
1: we start with, David? Start with 12 Forms of Mana Ramp. And And What is is a form of mana ramp? To Dane and I's (laughs) dismay... Land, Late. rocks, and mana dorks. Dane and I are stuck between a hard rock, a rock and a hard place when it comes to defining some of these. But for the <laughs> sakes of this video, we have bonded together to say yes. Lands, uh, land ramp. Mana rock ramp mm-hmm. or mana dork ramp. And I, I will we will say, all consider, and, and I will, and say we will, forms of mana and, ramp.
0: And depending on the deck and the focus, you're going to use different amounts of each. If you exactly. got a creature sure. goes wide strategy, elves, you you, you might, yeah, you're <laughs> going to use mana dorks more than you're going to use mana rocks because they yeah. they served further. You're having a bunch of elves strategy, right? But you uh, might when the, the rocks don't exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: But in the same exact deck, I would probably use like a seven to three ratio of. Seven elves to three like rampant growths because yeah. yeah. it's not it's not to say you won't want to play more elves and having more forests or swamps or matters, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like yeah the mana rocks green I mean you really just don't yeah. like artifacts to begin with and then yeah, at the same is. time they're just really not doing anything for the elves that three or four mystic you know the mystic elf findelhorn elf and uh, land of war elves obviously mm-hmm. like those are definitely doing more for
0: but you. then you go to your uh, your mono blue, or your your colors without green, like a, a mono, mono white, red. or some Ooh, combination yeah. of red, white, blue, and black. Yeah, basically um, not green. Anything without <laughs> green, you're gonna lean more into mana rocks, and, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. gonna find those mana rocks to fit your strategy better. Especially like uh, Like a, a deck, mm-hmm. like um, a Tempsis that cares about artifacts. Um, Shroom. Shroom.
1: Shroom. Shroom. Mm-hmm. Shroom. Or a Tempsis. About... Yeah. One, um, <laughs> well, that's the thing, is it's also... Uh, Mana rocks more often than not. Mana rocks split the difference on being the you're fixing for colors outside of a specific land. I wouldn't necessarily say mana dorks are the best for color fixing, mm-hmm. you know, or options. Like more often than not, the signets give you or a card that gives you you know the normal three costs give me any color mana. Mm-hmm. Command sphere, you know, the, you know those mana whatever. Those are better to me more often than not than the uh, the, mana dorks. And we're gonna come out and say it because
0: because uh, I think it's a popular opinion. We prefer the lower cost mana ramp. So if we're gonna play a mana dork, we're gonna want it to be your Llanowar elves, something that you can get out as quick as possible. Birds of paradise. Birds if you're, of paradise. If you're not worried about
1: budget. Birds of paradise is such a great card oh, if you have access um, to green. Um,
0: Oh, that 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 Naya Elf, which it costs one and then makes a red, white, and a green, and is exalted. Exactly. Go put in every deck with those colors. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm personally a fan of. I'm personally a fan of the mirror. The mirror to me are good. Oh, the mirrors are. They're two, good. Low two cost. mana drops,
0: and in, 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 in the, the difference a between blocker, the, now a, there a sacrifice is sacrifice creature. No, the reason why effect. we we knock on dorks a little bit, me and Austin, is because the More, mana dork that you p- play they're prone to creature board wipes but also the mana dork you play on turn two can't be used the mana rock you play on turn two more often than not can be used yeah or Mm -hmm. a lot of times if you did have green your your forest ramps can usually be used right away as two those dorks further the creature strategy and and if that helps you then you should focus on that more exactly
1: however in a in a vacuum i'm not going to use very many of those Exactly. Well, my, my big split difference here is the mirror versus the diamonds. They're both two-cost artifacts that come in unable to give you the mana that they would give you that turn. Mm-hmm. You have to wait a turn to get that mana. One is a creature. It's prone to board wipes. The other one's not, but they're both artifacts. They're both prone to artifact destruction. Mm-hmm. I just always prefer the diamonds because they, they just they can't get board wiped, and if I don't have an option... Mm-hmm. Then more often than not, I get to keep them and I'll just sit around for that Vandal Blast. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and so, I
2: mean, you know, there's a lot more removal for creatures and people put a lot more exactly. creature removal index. One, uh,
1: creature removal is most prevalent in, I think, every color. Yeah. Every color has a unique but also mass way of removing creatures, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. it's red dealing damage to them or uh, black. Um, making you sacrifice a lot of creatures. White is just poor pipes in general. Green is <laughs> usually... Um, I, I think green is usually just creatures l- get weaker. Yeah. yeah it's more Well, and really let's... Uh, and then blues just put the creature back in your hand. And it's like, I don't want to see the creature anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like those, you know... Uh, it's a back and forth kind of thing, but yes. go we, oh, well, well
2: exactly. And like you know, another uh, it doesn't really usually happen, but you guys agreed on something else as well that you guys <laughs> don't count uh, costs down and rituals
1: as ramp. We do we we do not like to count cards that are rituals. I don't like to count them as ramp. I I like to our our group usually decides. Cards that stick around are the cards that you can count on, so we normally like cards like actual ramp. Cards not like, uh, yeah, cards not like uh, Dark Ritual or High Tide, you know, the one of those. are To me, those are more of a spell slinger kind of strategy. Not a huge deal that we kind of focus on. Um, another big part, though, about our ramp mm-hmm. lower than your commander. And it it might be obvious, and other people might say it. A lot of content creators are obviously onto something with it. You want to play your ramp before you play your commander, because most of the time, you're not getting your commander out for free, and you're not getting your commander out for cheap.
0: And that commander is the focus of your deck, and once Mm -hmm. you get that out and you start going into your game strategy... You're, you're done ramping. You've already set up. Done, you've already yeah. got your colors. Mm-hmm. You're off to the races once you play that commander. And, and then you start pumping out big creatures or a bunch of goblins. Or you start comboing off. Yeah. You don't have time mm-hmm. to be spending 2 mana or 3 mana or f- 5, 6 mana... On mana doubling or mana ramp, unless you're go- unless that's part of your combo, yeah, you don't have like time a, for that.
1: Yeah, if you're doing, like, a storm duck, then, you know, if something like a Niv-Mazette deck is probably going to want to put stuff like that in there, but at the same time, it's, like, you know, specific cards, specific decks. Spending
0: the most mana typically wins you the game, except for when you're spending all your mana on mana. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: And so I think that more or less covers the mana base. we definitely want to hit that in much more detail at a later time. We will
1: well there's oh, the last thing on there which is the most important thing it, you, the thing that magic is known for which is the lands we you have to you, you don't have a choice. you don't get to play your cards free. this isn't a uh, Pokemon on the uh, recess basketball court. Uh, you gotta play your lands in the mana base, we'll talk about in the future, like Dan said, like 0 to 5 ma- colored mana bases and what we think about statistics. Mm-hmm. But in this, this is just what, we're, what we like the most. We're liking 30 lands, give or take. And mm. we're talking like mm-hmm. my specifics are like 28 to like 35 at the most. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these pre-cons I've been looking at, our friends have been buying some and we've had more friends this year getting to magic and we're looking at some 45 lands and other I'm, or I'm or cringing even some
0: some other creators who were who are popular and and they make um, some content you might have seen on YouTube some nerds who need not be named and uh, or decks that they may they're, not like they're, yeah. and they're running somewhere around 40 lands and exactly. we're we're thinking that's a little bit too much those are valuable slots that's the, you know there's a ten, five, to ten, that's yeah. 5 to 10 slots that you're taking away mm-hmm. um, that you could be using for your strategy. And In a
1: casual format, even when it's focused, where you get a free mulligan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely, you know, seeing 14 of your cards every game versus just the 7, statistically, I think 28 to 35, you're guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So 33 is the sweet spot where every 1 out of 3 cards is a land. And for the most part... When you get enough draw, you hit that sweet spot. Ooh, exactly.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll go into it more, but our biggest ones, uh, you know, anything that makes multiple colors in a multicolor deck, mm-hmm. you know, we like mm-hmm. those. We like your fetches. But we like the duels. We like uh, we like lands that are our, like the pain lands. And oh, we, oh, we yeah.
0: could talk about the best ones. Our quick note there is going to be try to stay around the, the 10 mark on tapped lands. Yes, you don't want to be don't stuck like. with a bunch of tapped lands. You don't want every land you play to it, take a turn to activate.
1: Mm-hmm. Optimal, optimally, in a deck that it has no budget or no kind of restrictions, none of your lands should enter mm-hmm. the battlefield tapped. You should play a land that should give you whatever you want, whenever you want. But with our, with our group mostly playing $50 budget decks and strategies... Most of the time, we don't want to see more than ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more than or ten Or even in those tap. non-budget
0: strategies where you're seeing stuff like a Temple of the False God. Yeah. Or you're seeing um, some of these lands that just tapped, and then they, they hide away the something. Triomes sometimes. Triomes. Um, even some of those higher tier, those those yeah. more expensive, those lands you see at every game. You still don't want to overdo it.
1: No, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think uh, Jumbo Commander definitely went more in depth on that. But he... He talked about the less tapped lands in your strategy, the quicker you get to your strategy, and that's that's part of what we do here. Is that we try to do streamline focused. You know, we're are not sitting down and auto winning, but we're also not not trying to win.
0: So, and yeah. so we've got a we got a commander, we know how what we're trying to do, and we've got a mana base to do it. So now, Taylor, what what do we want to put in the deck?
2: Yeah, what's what's the rest of the meat on this bones? so it's going to be kind of divided uh obviously if you're going with a certain theme uh, you should be going with a theme like mill or goblins or yeah your, th- your theme is whatever you're trying <laughs> yeah, to do exactly you should have at least at least somewhere around 30 you know get give, give or take because if you have too little then you can't really count thir- thir- i'd say 30 is probably the upper limit you
0: want to have I'd say twenty-five to thirty, uh, you know, and that's, that's not a hard number, yeah, but not, you don't want to really
1: steer far away from that. I think that's fair. And some themes, some themes facilitate that, and some don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm building a Corrosus the Purger deck this year, and I'm making it Specter Tribal, and it cares about like winning with Grixis by discarding people's hands and just value. And there's only 28 specters out there, and then i got to pick the ones that are good. Mm -hmm. Some of those specters are like old specters that are either reserve list money or they're old magic cards where Mm. it's like, here's my 7 cost specter that's like a 4-3, and uh, you discard one card now, and that's it. Right, and, and, and it's I, like I'll play uh, Blood Pact, please. Yeah, <laughs> or I'll, I'll play no. anything else.
0: And I, I hate <laughs> myself because uh, I've done it to myself twice now, where I've said, "You know what? I want to use that tribe. I want to use the bear tribal. The bear where the bear bears bear do tribal. The, the bears? They do there's nothing. There's so many. Yeah, bear,
1: there's a ton of So many bears. There's over thirty bears. There's over thirty bears. bears. They do nothing. They, they do, do absolutely
2: nothing. <laughs> nothing. What, do you they're there. Bear, they're you bears. Bear does, they're tutus. You're saying Bear Cub doesn't do anything?
0: Bear Cub doesn't do anything. Except are you
1: saying you can't have a strategy or a theme without putting the cards that don't do anything in there? And it's going to be bad? Yeah, you, you, can, you can... Centaur tribal and there's only 28 centaurs? And I don't think
0: any of the centaurs care about centaurs.
1: At there's, least there's a bear commander. There's Austin. four white centaurs. At least there's
0: two bear commanders, Austin. There's yeah. four
1: white centaurs... <laughs> <laughs> And there's like 16 white and green centaurs, yeah. but there's also like 30 green centaurs. Why? Yeah, where are the rest of the white centaurs hiding? Or, or you go into... <laughs> Who put them where? Because I said
0: I hate myself. I attempted the bear tribal, became more of a counters deck, wasn't really focused on its theme, and it was I wasn't having fun because it, it became a good green counters deck, and yep. it was not a bear deck at all. Um, you know, and and you, and can, I, you think I would have learned. Uh, because I built that deck after I built my Scarecrow Tribal Deck. Ooh. which uh, have 30 Scarecrows in it. Oh yeah, sure. 30 yeah. Scarecrows. Except all the Scarecrows uh, hate themselves. And they all <laughs> they all do damage to themselves. Or they, they, they die if you don't have a color permanent. Or they cost 5 for 2-2. And uh, Scarecrows are bad. Scarecrows are real bad. And the strategy is super linear it's with not, the Reaper but, King. Well,
1: that's the thing too, though. They're bad, but they're not jank. No, yeah. they're
0: not jank. However, scarecrows don't facilitate destroying other people's permanence. No. It's a creature that,
1: that Shapeshifter you put tribe. it on the battlefield. Shapeshifter, scarecrow, tribal is more prevalent because most of the shapeshifters are better than the mm-hmm. plain Jane scarecrow. Shapeshifters oh, do yeah. something. Most of the and time. S-
0: and I tried real hard to build that scarecrow or those bears, and neither of them help your strategy well, other than being another number.
1: One, you mm -hmm. know, we talked about Kamigawa. We talked about old and new, and we talked about where's new Bushido support. Why wasn't? Why isn't there a Bushido commander that facilitates really good Bushido? But now all of a sudden there's a, uh, you know, there's the pilot commander, and it's Mm -hmm. the crew commander, the shrine commander, the shrine Shrine. commander. Mm -hmm. Uh, shrines just came out. They right. need it. They do need a commander. Shrines were back support. in
0: Kamigawa, same as the samurais. They and They could have brought the samurais back. They said shrines are where we're at. <laughs> those ten Hopefully, shrines. We like We're hoping. The, we like those five shrines from Kamigawa way more than we like the samurai. Anyways, I'm salty. So, but we focus on that theme and get our,
1: about thirty in there. Our th- our sentence for this is, oh, you're playing a dragon deck. You only have one dragon. Well, maybe have 30 dragons, and then I'll know you're playing a dragon Mm duck. You'll know, the table will know, the dragons will know, and you'll feel like you're playing a dragon duck. We guarantee putting around 25 to 30 of us theme... You're gonna feel themed,
2: and I, I think that I think it's a good point. There is your opponent should know what your
1: theme is exactly. without you telling them what it is. Yeah, they
2: should just be able to say, "Hey, oh, Merfolk doing, tribal." Yeah, that's more oh, goblin oh, tribal. That's a trap. You know, oh, you're doing counters over there. Okay. Oh, you
1: have why are you have so many sagas? Are you playing a, a saga deck? <laughs> <laughs> what oh. You're uh, you're reanimating all the cards in the graveyard. Whatever could you be doing? Hmm, yeah. You know, what is this, gonna <laughs> is this going to happen very often?
0: Is this self mill or is there a bunch of grave titans in your deck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know that's that's the theme. That's the main body of a deck. Mm-hmm. Aside from the juicy good, how do you make it work? You know, we talked about the what we're pumping into it mana wise. We talked mm-hmm. about maybe your commander is the one that makes it work and then we talked about how to get all these cards out but there's one last key feature to every deck and it's not every deck is the same but they're trying to be and that's the staples that's the the must-haves the the draw the removal the board wipes the thing that in commander you typically end up seeing Mm -hmm. and if you're not putting them in your deck you're probably not having a good time. Mm. Dane, what are these? All right, so we'll
0: run through it real quick because we're getting a little over time here. Um, We're looking at draw. We want about 10 draw. We like our repeatable draw quite a bit. We're what? thinking about six of the, six to four ratio on your draw, whatever number you line up with. I say ab- a draw. I say good. Number. I say about ten. ten is... Ten's pretty strong. Yeah. Um, if you, you overdo it, and then all you're doing is drawing it a draw. Same problem with your yeah. mana is You're using mana
1: to make one. More mana. We'll go into depth later when we talk about mana bases and specific cards. But, but it's like, but there's... ten's
0: a pretty good place to be. Ten is, especially yeah. Especially when you can get overlap. Like if you find that. Oh my God! There's a goblin that when you uh, tap it, it ma- it draws a card. Holy crap! That goes in my goblin deck. You know? Thank goodness. Don't think that exists, <laughs> but late. if it
1: did, put no. it in there. There's the looting goblin. You draw and then you discard. And, there you uh, go. That's good enough. About as good as you're gonna get. That might in take red. up a draw slot and it fits your theme. In goblins um, and in red. <laughs> uh,
0: then we go uh, into removal. Um, you're gonna want. Somewhere I say ten to fifteen, uh, counting your board wipes. So uh, I'm I lean a little higher on that. Where, uh, where do you guys
1: line up? I'm I'm about five about five board wipes and then probably yeah, but about ten removable. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I'm somewhere around there. I don't like dedicating a huge portion of my deck to just absolutely making sure I can get rid of every single thing ever. I like the stuff that's broad. I like the go go wides like Return to Nature does so much. I might only need five or six removal, mm-hmm. and then my five board wipe, and then right. I'm going like 10, 11. Like in my, my Naya Big Creatures deck, I've got six creatures that
0: destroy permanence of either enchantments or artifacts creatures. And they're or also creatures. creatures. Isn't and, that and so creatures. handy? And then the other half of my removal is just your standard, your return to yeah. nature, path
1: to exile, etc. Well, and, that, and that's where the streamlined focus comes in that we talk about. Like, we've learned. Those are creatures. Mm-hmm. They're not just a board wipe. You can put Wrath of God in every deck. You don't want to call it streamlined if you can't search it. No, I don't need Wrath of God when there's
0: a 7-7 giant that has an adventure (laughs) that destroys all creatures. Exactly.
1: (laughs) No, exactly. And that's the thing is it's like you hit that focus when you're looking at how things synergize together. If it synergizes together, if it's a Wrath of God but it's a creature, pick the one that does both. Mm. And that's, you know, I, I'm not a fan of stuff like Doomblade. I'm much more of a fan of stuff like uh, Feed the Serpent or mm-hmm. Feed the Swarm. Right. And it's like yeah. cards that are going to do a little more than Doomblade, maybe for a little more mana, but in the end, I think it's going to go longer right. than Even you could argue Pongify is better because it destroys any oh, creature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, the, the obvious ones are Chaos Warp, Beast mm-hmm. Within, and Generous Gift. Those are the big, huge ones because they just hit so much. Well, Genesis gets actually only creatures, but I I know where you're going. What? It.
0: Uh, it is. It is, is only it? creatures. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure. I think. Is it everything? Really? I think it's ever. It's
2: permanent. Is it? Let's see.
0: I, I could be very wrong. I thought it was only
2: creatures. We're gonna ruin Dane's day. It's permanent. It's permanent. Is it
1: permanent? That, it, it's the trio. I mean, it's, I have it in a deck, but I just forgot. Okay. It's the trio. It's it's the path to exile and the swords to plowshare and then the condemned that are only creatures. But those are also good cards. They are.
2: Especially since, you know, like one, uh, one mana for most of them. Yeah.
1: One. Okay. And then now we got to talk about board wipes. We obviously like the board wipes that get rid of everyone else's board. And not your own. And not your own. Those are the ones you want to gravitate towards the most. Uh, those are going to be the ones that make you uh, get targeted the most. Uh, people are going to hate you the most. Oh, yeah. But you're going to get the most out of them. You, you get the most hate and love. Mm-hmm. And there's our producer,
0: Nicole. Nicole, say one word for showing up late and not being here.
2: What? <laughs> and that's about not affecting...
0: We're wrapping up. So um, <laughs> we're, how do we segue from board webs to wrapping up? We need to wrap up like
2: now. So, I mean, I mean in, in, in general, you know, we've talked about exact, you know, what it is going into a commander deck, but, um, you know, what, what, what would you say is, uh, how can you consider your deck done? Like, you know, if you're looking at your deck, yeah. you're, you're tilling over it for weeks. How, how can you say when it's actually done?
1: I, I'd
0: say the, the best way to tell is when you, you found your strategy and your theme, um, you know what your deck wants to do, you want to make goblins. And I'd say you're done when every single game you sit down, you make goblins, you make a bunch of goblins, mm-hmm. and it's pretty... It happens pretty much every time. If, if you sit down and a couple games in a row you're only making like two goblins, something's I, wrong. Something's, something's wrong. wrong. Yeah.
1: But I think you're done once you're making goblins. And it's obviously different if like, you know, you're not making goblins this game because you're playing against stacks and then Board Wipe Tribal and it's like, yeah, obviously, but it's yeah. like in a normal game or like, it, what is it? The players preventing you, or is it your deck preventing you? Mm-hmm. When it's the deck preventing you, something's going on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And
2: you know, at, uh, at at the end of the day, you're, if you're not winning every single match, it's fine. If your if your deck is having fun and is doing what you want it to do, honestly, I think that's like that. That is the best of like, yeah, it's done. Like that, it is... That's
1: the definition of done in Commander. Is I sit down with this deck, I have a good time with it. It does what I built it to do. It wins, it loses, we all have a good time. Exactly. I think that's a that's a good goal for your deck. I think that's when you can sit down and you can say, you know, I put the time into picking my commander, I put the time into picking the pieces of my theme, I put the mana time in, my mana curve's good, my color's good, you know, it's it's functioning.
0: Mana time sounds like a really nasty mana rock that takes extra (laughs) turn it's a it's, it, it's, uh, blue and it taps for a blue and if you uh, have it on the battlefield
1: for 12 turns then you take infinite turns. There you go. Man of time. <laughs> Anyways, this has been our thoughts, opinions, our rambling ons about this is commander, where do I go? How do I do it? And how do I do it And how we do it? This is how we sit down, this is how we look at our ducks this is how we be critical about them We're going to work on a stats, stats, stats focused super. Was that plagiarism? (laughs) Super. (laughs) (laughs) Trademark stats, stats, stats. Uh, A super focused numerical value kind of podcast. We're going to come back at y'all. We're going to take the pieces of this big puzzle that we just spilled out and we're going to put them together and we're going to make, you know, we're going to come back at y'all with mana bases, Mm -hmm. uh, specific board wipes. We're gonna come back at with mana rocks. What is a what is mana ramp? Is it lands, dorks, or uh, that's it? Only man- <laughs> no, no. You know, is it lands? Is it mana per turn? A ritual? Is it what dorks? about those is auras that, put, it, that you put on your lands? Well, me and Dane are gonna absolutely <laughs> kill each other when we come to that one, and we're gonna that y'all will get to enjoy it, but we hope that y'all liked sitting down and hearing about how we do things here at Castles of the Cards. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, you know, I guess it's... You won't change our minds, our opinions, are fact. <laughs> it's fact. There's, there, there, yep. I've tried to change Austin's mind, and I have a knife out on the table for protection. And I've got my knife uh, in my hand for not protection. <laughs> well, I guess it's mana a time for us to... Uh, Call to the end cops. Us. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Bye.